everybody! Welcome to another exciting episode of Design Dorks. The show that challenges common sensibilities, the ideas of basic discussion, and nerds out about Smash Brothers for no purpose other than our own self-aggrandization. That was the most perfect description of this show I've ever heard. 10 out of 10. <laughs> I'll take it. I am Pirk Kong, a uh, voice of Designing 4, and this channel belongs to... Myself, the Duke of Dorks, who you, you know who I am. Wow, first episode you were like, oh wow, I'm so self-conscious about being the bigger name, and now oh, it's no, like... Oh no, no, I, I'm fully just, I've embraced my role. I've just... Yep, I'm full of myself, y'all gotta yep. deal with it now. This is the character. <laughs> Alrighty, so, um, today we've come up with uh, the discussion. Last time we discussed a bunch of uh, possible Smash Ultimate DLC hopefuls that might or might not happen, but more had exciting implementation. Uh, this time, actually kind of fortuitously on the heels of your Diablo video, we're taking a look at characters who we think have no chance in hell at getting in Smash Brothers as a playable character. Like, the way that you phrased it was that you would bet money, your life savings, that they would not get into Smash Brothers. Now, and I would be happy to make that bet. We're not talking about things like, oh, we don't think that assist trophies can be playable or no, no rules like that. This is literally like Brash the Bear from Donkey Kong Country 3 levels of just this is never happening, but we think it could be fun. So we're going to try to sell you all on these ideas. Exactly, but dude, Donkey Kong Country 3 pulls on the Brothers Bear. Damn. It was a, it was a Smash Boards meme for a while. Oh. <laughs> That's where that comes from. <laughs> all right. For a minute, I was like, damn, you pulled out a deeper Donkey Kong pull than I did. Oh, no, I don't know nearly enough about Donkey Kong to make that naturally. <laughs> what the hell is the characterization? Don't you want to do Born and Bjorn from Donkey Kong Country 3 instead? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know who that is, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. They're polar bears. They run a chairlift. That's it. All right. So anyway, uh, what we've done here is we've constructed a list of one rep from or under the Nintendo umbrella, uh, one rep from a third-party Western developer, and one from a third-party Eastern developer. And both me and Pyrrhic have brought one of each of these to the table, so that's six characters in total. And we're just going to kind of alternate between the two and just share our pitches, try to convince the other that this character should be in the game. And I lost the coin toss, so I'm going first. So, uh, this is my Nintendo representative. I have some honorable mentions, just because I do. Um, honorable mention to, uh, Pius Augustus from Eternal Darkness Sandy's Requiem for actually being a Nintendo character from a game called Eternal Darkness Sandy's Requiem. And he's got a really cool, uh, Elder God sort of magic system to him that would not fit in Smash at all, but would be really cool. Um, also, Kyle Hyde from Hotel Dusk, because he's cool, and I like noir stuff. Nice. So, why not? And I guess uh, General Scales from Star Fox Adventure, because I like his body type. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think in the Brawl days, it was like a meme or something to go, yeah, we didn't get a boss fight with him in his actual game, so we're owed this one. Uh, that would be, <laughs> that would be, that would be something. Mm-hmm. But um, today, instead, I have settled on a Kirby character for my pick. Ooh. 
And it's not one of the popular ones, because I still have faith that Magalore could make it in, or Adeline, or Susie, or someone else. But uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to represent the feel of Kirby, the excitement of using powers in different situations, which Kirby honestly doesn't really do. I mean, he gets the whole, now I've got your power, shtick really well, but... It's not using his powers in specific situations. It's just using his stubby little body to sneak into low tier every single game. <laughs> and, you know, eating them if they have a move that is hype. And that's basically what Kirby does. So I settled on a different copycat from the Kirby series. And that is Tack, the cat burglar, who first oh. appeared in Kirby Superstar. Now, Tack as a basis kind of sucks. The guy literally only has one attack. It's a little cat's paw that shoots out of him and steals stuff. And then he runs away with his little bag with all the things that he took from you and he flies off and you're sad because he stole your power. Now, the main idea that I want to get from Tack is to have him represent all partners. For every smash attack that he does or directional special, Tack pulls out one of those ability pedestal things from Kirby. He goes through them, and he gets a big attack while transforming into another partner before poofing right back into himself. I'm keeping it to, like, specials and smashes so he's not just all references, but I really wanted to capture an important element of Kirby that I thought was missing, which is the copy abilities. Since we have part of Cutter, Hammer, Stone, and I guess the ability literally called Smash Brothers, and Suplex. Yeah. Also, the dash attack's flame, but it doesn't change the, the core problem here, which... Dash attack seems... is occasionally flame, occasionally the weird break dance he does in Yo-Yo. True. Which is like, okay, yeah, reference Yo-Yo, that's the good one that everyone's coming back to. Anyway, obvious examples would be like, for his forward smash, turning into bonkers the monkey for a big hammer slam or the wheelie bike is a side special and you know i had the cute idea with uh if he uses the side special opponents getting stuck to his seat and him moving out like they're stuck on go-goat in the current game <laughs> so kind of like um what's the what's the animal crossing assist trophy captain yeah like captain yeah like that i just didn't want it to be oh you're giving him bowser jr's side special hmm but no, there's a lot of cute things you could do. Uh, Capsule J2's rocket jump is a recovery. Waddle Doo's circular beam for an anti-air. Uh, the easel from the artist enemy or the chemistry doctor's set as a defensive healing or a buffing down B. I mean, if you really wanted to be lazy, you can just like throw in, oh, he turns into Chef Kawasaki for his grab. Or, oh, it's Knuckle Joe. That's new. But just, you know, represent all of the Kirby enemies. But what I wanted to do was, and what my main idea for him that sold me on this idea was his neutral special, the Cat Magnum, which is the most solid name for a special. Just, yes, his neutral special is not a gun, but a cat gun. <laughs> now, Kirby's known for taking the signature move of a character, but... If we already had a shape-shifting character whose main power is stealing, after a hit with a projectile, Tack gets a little icon of the character he stole from over his portrait, you know, like uh, Villager's Pocket. 
And then when he hits the B button again, a little jingle plays, like the little Kirby, and he turns into that character for five seconds. Dude! What I wanted with the rest of Tax moves, with it being the wheelie bike and everything else, is to have him be positionally based. To have moves that move Tack all around the screen. So essentially, if you want the ability to have Ganondorf go really, really deep, you can copy him, throw him out with the bike, turn into him, stomp him, and then recover. Oh, I'm just picturing the different ways you can combine that. Oh, that'd be so fun! <laughs> so, I, I stole this partially from uh, Shang Tsung's design in Mortal Kombat, where he can do something very similar, or has a couple of presets, but in a platform fighter, where you have so many movement options and so many possibilities, oh, I just want it. I, I, I can definitely see that. I'd always kind of thought of something like that for, like, if Ditto was ever in the game. But the problem with Ditto is that he can't really do anything outside of the transformations. But this is exactly. a perfect way to take that mechanic and just allow it to exist on something that has more than the transformations, but is also designed around that mechanic. Exactly. I mean, I do have people wary that, oh, this is going to break the game or whatever, having you know, a little Mac for five seconds, and then he can actually chase you off stage. Like, that's really good for doubles. And I can think of a couple ways to balance it, like not being able to shield while you're transformed. But the main conceit is just, I think it's fun. I think it's really, really fun. Absolutely. So how would, um, how would it work? Like, could you be knocked out of the transformations? Do you like take on that character's like weight and hitbox when you transform into them? Or is it just the moves? Like, um, I was thinking hitbox and... I was thinking hitbox, but not weight. I was thinking the physical form of the character without the, um, what am I trying to say here? The physicalness without the physicality, I suppose. Okay. Um, without okay. the necessary weight and uh, momentum. I, I mostly just wanted it to, do you want this character to do a cool thing that they normally couldn't? There you go. I really like that, dude. That's really good. <laughs> uh, that's about all I got. I mean, it's easy to give him a file smash with just call all of the partners to beat you up or turn into you and beat you up. I just want to... Well, there's there's a playable master hand in the game. You could have him just steal that and just go with it for a bit. Oh, dude. If, like, he had a... If he could randomly turned into one of the bosses for his final oh, smash. Oh, any of them? Oh, that'd be so good. It's like he just picks, finds a picture and just punches the picture and turns it into him. I mean, never going to happen. There are so many more deserving Kirby reps, but just like, I could not think of a better character in Nintendo's Pantheon that could represent, you know, the whole copying ability. Ironically, even more than Kirby. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, like, the only other character I could think of is the aforementioned Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat and... Maybe the spy from Team Fortress 2? That would that would also be also be pretty hilarious. So yeah, that's uh that's the basis of my thoughts on that. Um glad I could hook you with that. Yeah, the second you said copying for the like the actual characters, I, I was just sold. I love abilities like that. That really force you to adapt on the fly, just be able to be ready for any kind of strategy, any kind of matchup. That's why yes. I love Smash Brothers so much. Absolutely.
Alrighty, I'm tapping out. You can go ahead. Alright. So, I really liked what Sakurai did with the piranha plant. Finding a generic enemy and just using that to create a really wacky playstyle that nobody else could really do. Did we both pick generic enemies? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. (laughs) (laughs) So, looking over Nintendo's various catalog, I kind of thought maybe like the space pirates for a bit, but they're not as interesting, and I honestly think that could be almost possible? If they had to put in another Metroid character? Yeah, I could see that. That was my original, like, if we can't have Ridley, can we at least have something character? But then we got Ridley, so it was fine. I eventually settled on The Legend of Zelda's Stalfos, specifically the four-armed captain from Skyward Sword. Ooh, all right. taking inspiration from the mechanics of others in the series. Alrighty. So, first off, just opens up a lot of interesting moves as a baseline because... He's got four arms. It gives him a little bit of a General Grievous fighting style. Bit of a slow-moving, whirling fortress that you have to, like, just kind of wait for an opening and stab him when he's not op- when he's not slashing at you. But the fun comes into play when you consider how Stalfoses are usually killed in Zelda. Because they don't just fade away when they take too much damage. Their bodies crumble, and their head gets knocked away. So when hit with a move that would KO them, this Stalfos body would fall to pieces, and the head will get sent flying giving Stalfos players a second chance at life if they can get their head back to their body. <laughs> it would be this really weak, like, it's got a neutral air and a jab and that's it, and you just kind of like dodge around your enemies to try and get back to your body so you can continue fighting. Oh, that's great. I love that. But I wasn't quite happy with that just as a baseline because I want to throw like 10 gimmicks on my movesets and call it a day. So... I want a mechanic somewhat similar to Peach's turnips with the Stalfos' weapons. Because part of this guy's boss fight in Skyward Sword is that he only has two weapons at first, but he draws more out of his ribs. So what I want him to do is that he can use his down special to draw a new weapon out of his ribs and use the side special to throw away one of the ones he already has. And he can use different weapons here. Kind of cycles around like the, like the Pikmin do, like the red, blue, white, yellow, that kind of, that's not the right order. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah. So, like, these weapons wouldn't change up the actual attacks, like the animations are the same, but they change the effect the attacks have. A sword does more damage, a club provides more knockback, an axe does more shield damage, that sort of thing. I see. It leads to a lot of fun, strategic customization mid-match, building your Stalfos to break shields or kill super early or whatever. Now, let me ask, is that a random selection or is that on a uh, rotation or...? It would be on a rotation, so it would go like... Sword, club, axe, some fourth one that I didn't write down. Yeah, yeah. A spear or something. Or, I don't know. But you, you just cycle between those. Uh, would they function as items in the same way that Peach's turnips do, or would they be unique to the Stalfos? I would say they would function like items and kind of use the same uh, like character animations as the home run bat, but just a, obviously a much weaker version of that. Right. So you could technically give like any character... A sword or a club or an axe, but it only does like six, seven percent damage. But it's still, still an option, you know. There would be a little risk of giving your opponents an item, but it'd be better to throw them away to customize your item. No, your weapon loadout, as it were. No, that's that's really cool. Um, I have to say, I'm really enamored with the idea. When you brought it up at first, I was like, okay. Yeah, I've played as Machamp before. I know how this goes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, I've played as Dry Bones before. I know how this goes. 
But the way that you're able to coalesce, I, I love the idea of the skull. It's, uh, Devora, it, uh, the bug lady from Mortal Kombat 11, has a very similar mechanic where one of her styles is that you can beat her and then, uh, out of her human carapace comes this, like, giant wasp that you control that only has a couple of moves to give you, like, a last-ditch chance to win. This reminds me a lot of that, but a lot more comical and less disgusting and terrifying. And I am all for that. I just love the idea of, like, managing to gimp someone, kill someone as just a skull. Like, you don't even go back to the body, you just jump off the stage and, like, do a neutral air and prevent them from recovering. Oh, that's so good. That, that just sounds delightful to me. I'm imagining having some way to get the head off, and then just the head automatically finding its way back to the body in, like, a slow, predictable way. But just being able to style on your opponent by tossing the head and just going, Geronimo! Om nom 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 nom. Hello, Blasone. That, that would be pretty. I almost want the head to be able to act like an item in that way. <laughs> that, that, like, you could catch your opponent's head and just toss them off the stage. Oh, that's like, you silly. You could struggle and bite them or something like that, but... So, so you're just, saying, it, like, uh, everyone gets cargo throw against this one character? Yes. If you knock his head off, everyone gets cargo throw. Good. Good. I like that. This... This appeals to the Donkey Kong side of my brain. <laughs> All right, well, I am satisfied with that pitch. Do you want to move on to your Eastern? Yes, I will. So, All right. originally I had Beatrice from Umineko When They Cry Here, but not only did I realize that that is so obscure of a pick that no one would listen to this part of the podcast. I have no idea who that is. It's the character that I left the little spiel on in your Diablo in the Diablo comments. Oh! Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I slightly know who this character is. Yeah. But I realized that it's this would just be my platform to tell people to play Umineko because it's good and has really good music and I want the music in. So play Umineko. The first two hours are really ungodly slow, but it picks up after that, I promise. So then I moved on to, okay, what are characters that I both like and would like the playstyle of? My other honorable mention here was Dimitri from Darkstalkers, because he's my main in that game. And just, like, oh. imagine Terry's rushdown, like, literally just Terry moves and, like, a dive kick. Now imagine that he's Dracula. <laughs> that, that, that's the end that of the pitch. pretty hard. But uh, who I settled on was probably my most likely here, because if this series got another rep, he would be in contention. But I don't think that this series will ever get another rep. And uh, the character that I chose was Revolver Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid, the uh, cowboy gunslinger. Nice. All right. I'm interested to hear this. Now... As far as a Metal Gear rep goes, you know, he's really cool and such. You could argue that, you know, Big Boss would be a better rep being, you know, Naked Snake and having all of these different opportunities and all these different flexibilities based on uh, his specific games being Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, and then those Raiden to continue contend with as well. Absolutely. I just had a fun idea, and this is by far the best character to do so. 
And also, I want a cowboy. And, like, I can't think of a better cowboy. I know people will immediately go, well, I mean, Red Dead Redemption is right there, but... My brain jumped to McCree, but there's, like, seven other Overwatch characters. Also very fair. But I like the, I like... I like the idea of Ocelot. Mm-hmm. How do you think he'd work? Um, what I want, the main thing that I want to focus on with Ocelot is his revolver. This is a guy that sexualizes the act of reloading a gun. He goes, I love to slam a long silver bullet into a well-greased chamber. The reload time is exhilarating. So I want to capture that feeling. I want to capture the thrill of being open to take another shot knowing that skill will carry you through and that's the star of the show the colt single action army the greatest handgun ever made i want ocelot to be a character who bounces his bullets off of the stage you hit the special button you hear a little click from the gun and he can metal blade them off in a ton of different directions just that just a little tick so that you know where to aim and then fire it off. You get a little curve like Pitt's arrows, and then these babies bounce off of targets, off of stages, off of whatever. I want you to pull off insane angles, like jump off the stage, shoot the stage, shoot it off of the stage to intercept your opponent's recovery so they go up into you and then you spike them. Like, I don't want it to be Joker's... I'm just in awe right now. Of the possibilities of that. I don't want it to be Joker's gun. I don't want it to be a gimping. I want this that rewards you for trying to look cool and doing extra damage because you tried to look cool. And I want it to be just, you know, have the drawbacks of the revolver as well. You get six shots and you can fire them off one after another if you need. But the reload time is going to be agonizing. You're going to watch him open up every chamber and slide a bullet. One, two, three, four, five, six, locked and loaded. But yeah, that's the main conceit because just, just imagine four, imagine eight ocelots on Temple. Specifically the center area. Yes, exactly. Right there. Just with the infinite pew, 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 pew. The chaos that you can cause from that is so, so nice. Could I make a request for it? Of course. Could it deal more damage the more times it bounces? That is what I would hope for. I want yes. it to be just like, oh, you shot them? Oh, it does a stun. You bounced it off of them? Well, damn. Damn, son. They get, like, the little zoom-in effect or whatever that happens when you hit the big moves. I wanted to, like, zoom in on, like, the the trail the bullet made to get to where it ended up. Oh, that'd be so good. Just a little smoke trail. Mm. Now, it, I-, I want this with all my heart. Simple geometry all the way. Yeah. What I like about Ocelot is that as he's a boss in the Metal Gear games, you don't have to play with the whole stealth mentality of the rest of the games. The Metal Gear Solid series since 3 actually has a rather uh, complex and uh, stemming form of close quarters combat that is very rarely brought up or approached. And Ocelot actually gets a final boss fight, which is entirely hand-to-hand. So he has a lot of good close-range combo moves with the potential
potential to finish it off in style. I was just about to ask, like, what the rest of his moveset would be, but that answers that question pretty nicely. Would it all just be close combat things, or is there any other oh, he's weird, got... interesting things to bring? Oh, he's got series? a bunch of stuff. He is very talented at torturing people with electrocution. I don't know how you add that, but, you know... Go wild with that. Um, he has an electromagnetic shield that when he activates it can reflect any physical projectile. Uh, the Metal Gear games also have tranquilizer rounds that slow people down. And if you hit them in specific limbs, it'll start to numb that limb. So there's a lot of just little tiny details that in the Metal Gear series that Snake's current design can't really capitalize on that you can totally do with Ocelot. All right. The main thing that I want to capitalize in here is that Ocelot is never a straight-up fight. He is a schemer. He is the one-step-ahead-of-you character in everything, and I want to reflect that specifically with the bullets, but I want to set up his close combat to go into long range and his long range to go into close combat. He is the man with the plan, and if you don't go in with a plan with him, you're going to get shown up. But if you have a plan, oh. Oh, baby. That, so that sounds pretty sick. I, my, my brain is just ping-ponging between bullets right now, just wondering, just like, oh, that stage would be cool for that. Oh, that stage would be cool for that. Okay, and with a new microphone, that is my general idea for Ocelot, with the obvious final smash being just bring out the giant Metal Gear that we only see in backgrounds for some reason. Why wasn't this a boss? Absolutely. That would be sick. So my first choice for an Eastern third party was Larry Butts from Phoenix Wright, but I could not for the life of me figure out what to do with him. So but I, kept I love looking, it. Kept looking. It, it would be very funny. <laughs> but I kept looking, and this is, this is hilarious because I didn't plan to choose the same franchise as you, Oh. But I eventually settled on Metal Gear, because there is a character there that I would love to play as in just anything, and that character is Psycho Mantis. Okay, okay, um, I'm sold, but continue. <laughs> so first off, Smash needs more psionic magic fighters. Throwing objects with psychokinesis, creating balls of energy, somewhat styled in a similar way of Mewtwo is for, like, his normals, but that's obviously not where the fun of this character lies. Right. Psychomantis can create a multitude of status effects that screw around with your opponents. For example, a projectile where, if it hits his opponents, forces them to use a random move in their arsenal in a random direction. Got a Ganondorf dash attacking towards you, you hit him with this move, and suddenly he's using the side special in the opposite direction, completely screwing with your opponent's rhythm. Ah, oh, yeah! He could have a, a baseline mechanic where the game keeps track of how many moves your opponents are throwing out, and if your opponent is overusing a single move, you can use that one of his specials to lock out that move out of their arsenal. So if you've got a Link player that's constantly shooting with arrows, you can activate the move and Psychomantis will be all like, So I see you like your neutral special, don't you? And now the Link player can't use his arrows at all for a short period of time. <laughs> just have a bunch of voice lines like that where he's just... I'm tired of that move of yours. Let's stop that. Ah, uh, I see. Neutral aerial is your entire game plan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, have especially personalized quotes for, like, characters that really rely on a single move. You enjoy belly armor, don't you? Let's remove that mechanic entirely for now. There's just, there's so many weird things he could do like that. 
he could screw around with, like, the UI, making his percentages display something that isn't there, like false numbers. Like, oh, it looks like he has 30%, but he actually has 100 or something like that. Oh, look at you, at 740%. Exactly. They're not actually that way, but it just completely screws with your opponent's ability to plan. And I have a bit something that's a bit stupid, a bit technically possibly impossible for his final smash, but I want him to scream out, let's mix things up a bit. The screen glitches out, and your opponent is now controlling a random different character. Exact same <laughs> stocks, exact same percentage, but instead of Bowser, you have to wrap your head around playing Diddy Kong instead. And if it's a match with, like, three or more people, it just swaps around who is controlling who. So player four is using the Meta Knight of player six, who's now stuck with player five's Luigi. And just, just screw with people, and I just, I want to be able to do that to others so badly. Oh, that's so much fun. I remember in Brawl, I think, uh, Manaphy had that ability with Heart Swap, which never came up because it never came out of the damn balls. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar mechanic to that. But I miss that. And I love it. <laughs> I like, how is this not already at the very least an assist trophy? I don't have an answer to that because Gray Fox is traditional, I suppose. I like Gray Fox, but he's, like, the fifth most important character in the game that he's actually a ninja in. I, I do feel like this would work better, like, as a boss fight. I feel like that's going to be a common comment for this, but the entire joy here is screwing with people yourself. I want to be able to control that. I, I want to... I want to personally frustrate my opponents, and I feel like Psycho Mantis could do that better than almost any character in video games itself. He- it's hard to think of a character that is more emblematic of screwing directly with the player and breaking the fourth wall out, out outside of Sans Undertale, but Psycho Mantis is such a standout, um character and a boss encounter just growing up on the internet um in the early to mid 2000s you would see so often most memorable or greatest boss fights of all time and you better believe if it was a top 10 psycho mantis was taking a spot somewhere on that list the strength of that character in specific and finally after years of it being able to control it that's that, that's really the Smash Brothers fantasy for me. It's it's less going, oh, yay, I can play as character I already like to play as in game that I already like. It's being able to do something new with a character that either you have the rare chance to actually play as or never play as or that you haven't played as in forever. I think that's why characters like Banjo and Ridley and K. Rule resonate so strongly with people, and Mewtwo to an extent. Yeah, I can't say more much more about Psycho Mantis because I haven't actually played Metal Gear. This was a concept derived entirely of just what I know from those YouTube videos of the top final bosses in video games. <laughs> yeah, you should fix that. Metal Gear's I really know, good. I know, but I, I feel like what the character can do can speak for himself. I agree. And I think I'll leave it with that. I'm 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 comfortable with just saying psychomantis and letting people just imagine the the weird ways he could mess with them. No, you said psychomantis and I went sold. Wow. That was easy. <laughs> Alrighty, so it's uh, me with the third party western, right? Yes. Alright. Um 
So I have several honorable mentions for this one, because I had a lot of ideas I had to narrow down. Um, the biggest of which was just a trailer idea of just inkling styling on people, and then having, like, announcers in the background being like, or just the Squid Sisters going, Wow, can anyone stop this kid? They're so rad. Who has a cool enough tube to deal with this kid? And then suddenly you hear just a slow guitar beat. So here I am, doing everything I can. And then Tony Hawk kickflips in. <laughs> I didn't recognize the references first. <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, so that's the concept, but no. Um, otherwise, just shout outs to uh, Hat Kid, uh, Juan from Guacamelee, Fulgore from Killer Instinct, or Joanna Dark, just so that we get that rare connection that I love and because one of them is literally the predator but a robot and uh sly cooper because i love sly cooper but yeah um so i was just thinking about things and uh classic adventure games uh discounting zelda are poorly represented in smash just like traditional ones and that's a genre that i would love to represent and fill out now The main people to pull from that are Lee from The Walking Dead, who I don't want because that's story-driven and there's there's not really an intrinsic joy to playing as that character, considering how oppressive that environment is. It's the same reason I don't love survival horror characters for Smash. And uh, the other one to stick out is uh, Guybrush Threepwood from The Secret of Monkey Island. Oh, I didn't know that. But I hate him. He is a loser nerd, and he's not fun. And Monkey Island is full of bad puzzles, specifically the second one. And everything around him is much funnier than he is. So, I decided to settle on a better character. A better two characters. A better two characters, one of which is a dog with a gun. And so I chose Sam and Max. Oh, okay. So, my main idea for this is Sam, who is the dog in the trench coat, is the main fighter. I mean, he's got a giant oversized pistol called the Big Kill, and it's huge and it's impressive, and I want him to never, ever shoot it. I want him (laughs) to grab the barrel of the gun and use it as a bludgeoning weapon. Or do cool gun tricks while Max stands in the background like Pokemon Trainer and applauds. And asks, hey Sam, why don't you ever use the gun? What I want from these characters is, I once proposed on this podcast to bring Crash Bandicoot as the Daffy Duck. To bring cartoon chaos. I want these two to embody cartoon comedy to do just the sole lapse of logic and making fun of people and making wisecracks all the time just doing things because they are funny and because it somehow works out in the end for him sam's neutral special is he reaches into his trench coat and he throws out a random piece of junk and hopes it works And I'm talking, like, give him 20 different options here. Like, just to name a few things that I've listed out that these guys have as interactable objects. Bowling balls. A talisman that controls gastrokinesis. Satan's shopping list. A snowball that has been bleached yellow. Zombie Abraham Lincoln's brain. Holy water. 
nitrous oxide, paper clips. There are so many pointless references. They don't even have to be from their own series. He could reach out and throw out a cuckoo, or he could reach out and throw out uh, Stalfos's head or something. I don't know. <laughs> the important thing is that I want these items to be on a steady rotation. You'll like you'll always get Abraham Lincoln's brain after you throw out the cuckoo, for instance. I mean, of course. Yeah. Just obviously. Yeah, that, that, that's the logic of it. You might call that taking away the point of pure chance and pure chaos, but. I think that there's nothing more adventure game than throwing out your entire inventory in order to get the one thing that you need in order to progress <laughs> forward. And, you know, if you really want to mix it up, maybe based on his alt color, he'll start at a different point in that rotation. Just if you really want to mess with your opponent's head and go, okay, so the standard color starts with the bowling ball, but the green alt, that starts with a tank. And just from there, I want them to be pure comedy. Like, instead of having a grab, Max jumps out of the background and just beats anyone up. And then Sam just, like, stands there as Max is punching them and holding them down and hits them in the back with a baseball bat or something. Well, there's a cartoon dust cloud. Just, I don't want anything that they have to work conventionally. And I don't even mind them using random assets. You don't have to generate a million different things. Like, just have Sam pull from his uh, trench coat, flood out, and beat people with flood. <laughs> or you tie it to the specific stage. Like, he gets flood if he's on Delfino Plaza, but if he's on Poke Floats, he gets, I don't know, a bunch of Pokeballs that don't have Pokemon in them, but he'll throw them at you anyway. I would love it if it was also kind of tuned to which character you were fighting. Yes. Just to make it a little more insulting to whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you fight against Peach, you actually pull out a toad and just smack him. Yes. Yes. The the big concept that I had was um, essentially him having Max for all of these powerful moves, but he can send Max away. And depending on the stage, Max will come back with the item in question and be like, here, I found this. I don't know what it's good for, but hopefully the stage isn't banned and competitive. That, that does make things a little wonky. But honestly, I don't feel like Smash Brothers should be designed around that. This sounds fun, and I want to have it. Exact. That's that's the point that I want to have. Like, you can argue that, ah, oh, yes, no, command select from hero. Mmm, that ruins all of the competitive elements of this. This character should never be allowed. But, no. That kind of goes against what Smash Brothers is. Yeah, it's, it's just... If character is fun, let them be fun. And, you know, as long as they're still reasonably competitive with the rest of the cast on a functional level, Little Mac, then they'll still be enjoyable, and they work as a design. Even going back to something like Bowser and Melee from a non-purely competitive standpoint, that's a character that you know, is greatly overshadowed by everyone else in the cast and doesn't have the chops to cut it, but from a casual standpoint, he's fun. We haven't gotten a move that's like his melee Koopa Claw, where he just grabs you and bites you as a command grab. That's really cool, and I just, I don't know. I, I felt that there would be no one to better represent the comedy aspects of the genre, the playstyle of the genre, and just being enjoyable like these two would. I, I am definitely, the second you said um, the comedy aspect of cartoons, I was 100% sold. 
I thought that would I'm get you. I'm not too you. familiar on the characters, though. Like, what would their, like, what would their final smash be, do you think? Oh, their final smash could be anything. Um, so, Max becomes the President of the United States at one point. So, that's a possibility. They also go into the Devil's Playhouse and stop an alien invasion from a gorilla. So, they have an alien invasion aspect to it. They have a talking police car that they can run people over in. Okay. This is a nonsense game for nonsense, and it is adventure game logic taken to its absolute extreme. And that's that's kind of why I love it and kind of why I hold those games in such high regard. It's just, it's not afraid to be silly and dumb and just play with the whole, this is a buddy cop flick, and the buddy cops are two idiot cartoon characters. Now they're in space. <laughs> like, this is a series that has a Chuck E. Cheese-style pizzeria where the animatronics have a three-minute song singing about how this is not a front for the mafia. <laughs> yeah, I'm sold. I'm, I'm so sold. I, I love antics like that. It's one of my favorite things just in entertainment in general. Oh, I also forgot Santa Claus is the main villain of season two, so... Of course he is. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be? So, you know, that's uh, that's the general pitch and idea. You can go anywhere with this as long as it's funny. And they are funny characters, so. 12 out of 10. I love it. I'll take it. Okay, so I'm going to need you to humor me a bit to just, just to start this one off. I actually have a sound file that I just want you to play and listen before I start talking here. Because this character in particular... I knew immediately who I was going to choose before... Okay, let's see. Battle. Before this. So, so just go ahead and listen to that sound file. The sound file is titled The Battle Cry of the Ages. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I he didn't even get to the second syllable, and you are so <laughs> right. Oh my god, he just ran in. There is no character in the gaming medium quite like Leroy Jenkins. A simple internet meme of a paladin charging headfirst into certain death that has risen to not only break out of the game it came from, it has become the de facto term for recklessly diving into danger. <laughs> I want Leroy to embody this in Smash Brothers. His kit is built around ignoring any danger to himself and redirecting attacks to destroy everyone around him. For example, his side special causes a fire drake to swoop in and spit a fireball at Leroy, which obviously hurts him, but the explosion also damages anybody else caught in the blast. Okay, or keep for his going. neutral special, he could spawn a murloc on him that constantly bites and stabs him similar to the clap claptrap assist trophy. But he can transfer it like a gooey bomb if he gets in range with a melee with it with his Oh my gosh, I forgot how to speak English there for a second. If he gets in melee range with his opponent. That's fine, I do constantly. And then as an added bonus, you could also throw in a bunch of moves inspired by classic paladin abilities. To make him a decent representative of World of Warcraft as a whole. You could have Divine Storm as a down smash, whirling holy energy around him. His side smash could be Blade of Justice, stabbing a blade of holy light forward. Warcraft brings so much to the table that the hardest part of his moveset would be figuring out what to prioritize. There's so, 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 so much to work with. And just imagine if he could aggro his opponents. Have a down special where he forces his opponents to only use attacks against him. They can't shield or dodge, just attack. They can't back away from him. They can't even turn away from him. It's like Ryu and Ken's gimmick, but forced. 
he just magnetizes <laughs> the attention of everyone oh. onto his overzealous antics. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, I love it so much. Uh, I, I'm just imagining for its activation window, just having a giant speech bubble behind him that's just going, Leroy! And if they're hit, they go, oh, son of a... <laughs> it's, a it's a meme, but, like, it's it's the best of memes. This is a transcendent meme. Everybody knows who Leroy Jenkins is. Like, if, you even get this references in, like, pop culture. He's tran- He's gotten to that level that you see him just be mentioned in, like, Basic TV shows. No, I remember he was in a Jeopardy question. Exactly. Yes, go to the plains of Azeroth where heroes like Leroy Jenkins do battle. In, in terms of, like, famous games, um, fa- famous names in video games, Leroy Jenkins ranks pretty high up there <laughs> for the general population. And the antics he could provide are just... Oh, it could be so good. Like, I'm sure, like, the original guy who voiced him would be happy to do it and just... Oh, I'm sure. Get him in there to just shout, just obscenities at every character that he comes across just as like maybe as part of his aggro just I I, I I want it i want it so badly i love it i you posted i heard half of the voice clip i'm at two of five seconds and i went yes yes i get it <laughs> i understand my one complaint is that after getting hit by the fire drake you did not have him immediately pull out a piece of chicken and start to eat it Oh, the chicken would be a constant part of all of his animations. Oh, thank goodness. Like, maybe even make that, give him, like, super armor frames after it does, like, one of his reckless attacks as he just takes a bite, which allows him to just keep doing stupid stuff because at least he has chicken. Oh, what if instead of the Blades of Light or whatever he conjures as a paladin, it's just a giant chicken leg made of light? Well, that would be his final smash, you see. Oh, I see, yeah. Well, I mean, when you when you put it like that, you make a very compelling <laughs> argument. <laughs> but yeah, I... I honestly have no issue in putting memes in Smash. Sans is in Smash. Captain Falcon is in Smash. Captain Falcon is 95% Smash at this point. And like 80% meme and, you know, 10% whatever else and like 2% F-Zero. But <laughs> I feel I feel like at least it would be my favorite Me Fighter costume of all time. Oh, I, just, I can't agree more. Pink Tabard, give him this giant sword and just put it on the sword fighter i would never use another character oh god god persona 4 outfits are sword <laughs> fighters but you make a really hard sell <laughs> goemon is sword fighter but you make the hardest sell mm. i'm so upset that's so much better than my stupid dog and rabbit oh no, your dog and rabbit was amazing i don't know who i'd rather have but leroy Leroy can hold his No, mind. you're transcendent. I'm confident enough. No, in it. you are, as you said, transcendent right now. <laughs> I was wit. I was grace. But you, sir, I was a 10, but you are an 11. Uh, I, I feel like on that note, I am more than happy to end off with this. <laughs> my time with Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. So how do we do an outro now? I'm yeah, tired. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to zone out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was fun. Ah, so deflating. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to this nonsense for a while. Um, if you have any ridiculous character concepts, please, by all means, leave them below. Because this has been fun, and this has just been a concept back and forth, and I'd love to see more.
Absolutely, absolutely. And were we able to sell you on any of these? Or all of these? Let us know. If you have any fun takes you could do for Sam and Max or Leroy Jenkins, I'd love to see how these ideas could be evolved. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe convince Duke to play Metal Gear. I don't know. Could be a good idea. Uh, someday. I prom- I, I, so- there's, just, there's just so many games like that. I've got a list of like 30 and it's so hard to narrow down one and be like, okay, now I'm going to choose this one over all the others. I, I gotta play Tropical Freeze. I gotta play Chrono Trigger. I gotta play Final Fantasy VI. There's just so many... Yeah, there are, but I mean, you mentioned a Donkey Kong game in there, so like, it's that one, you want that one. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, I'll move that I'll move that up a few places. Lovely. But yeah, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we will see you next time. Bye everyone.